Alex L. I'm Libby Delena. Welcome to this Morning Walk podcast. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Libby. Oh my gosh. Can you believe it? 2024, it seems impossible. <laughs> oh my gosh. It literally seems impossible. I cannot believe it. I don't understand how time is moving at this lightning speed, but I will say I'm glad to be here. I'm glad we made it to 2024. I am too. And uh, we, you and I have spoken about what our words for 2024 are. Also for myself, and I want to ask you guys to do the same, I want to answer the prompt either in my head or on the page, whichever one of those feels most aligned. What do I intend to feel in 2024? That's something I adopted a couple of years ago. My husband and I always do intentions, but I never quite link them to how I intend to feel and until a couple of years ago. And when I tell you guys, that has really changed the trajectory of how I move through the world. It makes me more mindful, more intentional. It makes me remember that I am allowed to hold space for my feelings, even if they are you know, not synonymous. I can hold space for my grief and my gratitude. I can hold space for my sadness and my joy. And I intend to feel um, more patient and kind and compassionate deep in my spirit with myself so that I can move through the world in a way that is more in alignment. And so I'd love to offer that up to y'all. And I think we want to hear some voice notes from people. Is that right, Libby? Yeah, we'd love to have you send in to podcast at thismorningwalk.com a one-minute voice memo about what you would like to feel as you enter 2024. I think that prompt, it's new for me, so I'm excited to explore what that might look like, um, and we'd love to hear from you. So please feel free to send in a little voice note to podcast at thismorningwalk.com, and then we will share some of those with y'all on some various upcoming podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. Alex, I have—I have actually have a question for you, though, which is, this is a new practice for me. It is not something that is um, familiar or, yeah, I'll dare say, even comfortable for me to begin to think about. I'm not sure why it's uncomfortable, except to say that maybe it's, un, it's unfamiliar territory. Can you share with me or remind me what you how you entered last year to give an example? Because I would say the sort of notion of setting an intention is more familiar, but the how to how to enter twenty twenty four with a certain feeling is is new territory. Be mm. I, and you're so good at this. Would you remind me or share with me and all of us how you how you look at that? Yeah. So for me, it looks like just identifying words and emotions and feelings that I want to carry with me more closely. So for example, my word for 2024 is spacious or spaciousness, right? So I intend to feel more spacious this year, or I intend to feel more grounded this year. And Mm -hmm. if you're diving into this via a writing practice, write down your intention, your feeling intention. And then to dive a little bit deeper, something I, I teach with my students and clients is I have them 
break down and identify their why, their how, their when, and their who. And so a couple examples for that is if I intend to feel spacious, why do I intend to feel spacious? Mm, If I intend to feel spacious, how in my life do I intend to make that happen? If I intend to feel grounded, where in my life am I feeling wobbly and identifying that and finding Mm. different steps to take to feel more grounded? What do the different steps look like? So essentially, our intention to feel is going to ask of us and invite us to dig a little bit deeper and tell the truth right? Um, I think a lot of us pick a word of the year, we pick an intention of the year, but we don't necessarily hold it and follow through with the actionable steps to feel spacious, to feel grounded, to feel in flow, to feel worthy, so on and so forth. So this is really an introspective Uh, get to know yourself, get to love on yourself practice. And I hope that all of you either write through it or voice memo through it when you're on your walks, because it can really be a dynamic act of self-choosing this season. And we all deserve that. Uh, Thank you so much for that actually is really helpful because I have to say that that sort of step-by-step, not unlike going for a walk, that step-by-step sort of recipe or way to inquire about what our word might be, I, I find incredibly helpful. And to your point, makes it deepens it. It deepens that inquiry, right? Which word are we choosing and why are we choosing it? And how can it shape our lives? Yes, right. Yes. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And then one last question, which is... Um, when you have found your word spacious, space, spaciousness, how, how do you hold that each day? Is it something that you wake up in the morning and as a reminder, do you write it someplace? Is there an actual physical practice component to that? Meaning you put that word someplace where you see it in the morning or yeah, what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, I'm a sti- I'm a sticky note queen, so I'm like, put it on a sticky note, stick it on the lampshade. Or if you want to take it a little bit deeper, a friend of mine, she's a calligraphy artist, and she uses like these really beautiful mini handmade papers, and she'll write down her word of the year, her intention of the year, and calligraphy, and pin it on the fridge or keep it somewhere she can see it. So it it can be a fun. Yes practice of creativity and art, but also something that I do every year. And this is a little over the top, but it's something that I do. I buy a new piece of jewelry every year. So everyone knows that I wear 14 karat gold and diamonds around my neck. That's just, that is just what I do. And every year I buy myself a new word necklace. So I, I've been doing this for the past three years. And this year I am going to buy a, a nameplate necklace that says spacious and I'm going to wear it. And something that I also do is when the year is over and I, I don't want to say when I'm done with the necklace, cause that's, that's really not <laughs> how it works, but I will gift it. I will gift it to a friend. And these are investment pieces. Like these are expensive pieces of jewelry. And there will be a moment when someone in my life will say, oh, I've been longing for ease lately and I can dig in my jewelry box and I will gift them the ease necklace. And my goal with that is continue to pass this necklace on. And so- That's kind of a tradition that I adopted a couple of years ago. It makes me remember when I look in the mirror, like, oh, worthy, oh, space, oh, um, ease. And it's something that I think I'm going to keep going because I can also pass these pieces down to my daughters when they're of age. And so it's just 
yes, it's an it's kind of an expensive act that I give mm-hmm. gift that I give myself every year, but it's also something that I can pass on to my loved ones and to my children, and that's what I intend to do. The reality of how you practice is always inspiring to me. So thank you for sharing that, because quite honestly, in your telling of the story of how you hold that word, it's inspired all sorts of ideas for me as well. And of course, you gift that to your friends, because that's the kind of person you are. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, too. So have fun with it, Libby. Have fun. I know you have 15 words. I don't encourage you to buy 15 (laughs) fine pieces of jewelry with words, but pick one. I'll pick one. And then I'm going to ask you to engrave it on one of your beautiful teacups that you make. (laughs) Oh, yes. I will do that. Anything for you. Ditto. 